This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Uh, let's see. Uh, nothing much happened over the weekend. So. Yeah, no, nothing big. Uh, nothing big. Yeah, you know, one of the two major party candidates is under FBI investigation. Oh, uh, newly well, opened 12 days before the election. Yeah, but that's happened before. She's been under investigation no, I, I before. Keep, uh, no. Uh, well, yes, that's true. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people keep going, no, this is not unprecedented. In 1992, a George Bush official was indicted right before the election. Um, that's not the same. This is the candidate. Right. Like a, the fa- this is the candidate being under a newly announced investigation two weeks before the freaking election. Um, this is more similar, and not particularly exactly similar, but it's more similar to the Ted Stevens thing, I think, in, in Alaska in 2008. And that was in July that opened up. Now, he got the conviction in, in uh, oh, just a few days before the election, which really uh, wound up uh, hurting him. Not enough that he got blown out. He just lost a squeaker, which gave the uh, 60 Senate seats to... Uh, the Democrats, which gave you Obamacare. People forget that transition. Mm-hmm. And by the way, after all of this happened, uh, well, we found out he didn't really. Well, there wasn't any corruption, and they, they they screwed the whole case up, and it was all. He's now completely innocent of all that. Uh, but uh, yeah, but you, you know, the Senate seat—they didn't redo the election for it. They did not. No. No, they didn't, they didn't go back and revisit that, that's for sure. Why do you want Hillary to win, though? That's my question today. I didn't say anything. That Why do you want her to win? Believe. Why the anyone. Trump bashing yeah. all the time? Why not? Why the continual, nonstop Trump bashing? Why? Why? Um, I didn't Why? say anything that was even related to that. Uh, just uh, saying the news that actually would affect Hillary. <laughs> it's so typical of you Clinton supporters. <laughs> I'm not a Clinton supporter. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead, deny reality, yeah. Stu. That's fine. My favorite That's part fine. of the we uh, know who you are. The Trump supporters who make this exact point. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you're talking about Clinton. Like sometimes they'll reply to things um, that I like tweet or put on Facebook mm-hmm. that are pro-Trump because they just can't understand um, English. <laughs> uh, so it's like uh, Trump. Wow, Trump looks like he's got a great chance to win. This is typical of you, you Hillary supporter. I hope, I hope you remember that when you're working for her. And my, of course, then you have the other ones. Um, uh, hey, uh, yeah, I see you're supporting Hillary. Look at this. And the link to the fake document that not only not only was it shown to be fake, but they identified the person who made it who made it as a joke to troll Trump supporters, and they still tweeted at us. Oh, look at this. I bet you can't answer this one. 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's been multiple articles written where the guy says, oh, yeah, I just thought it would be funny to troll Trump supporters. I didn't think they'd actually buy it. He had a higher opinion of you than is correct. <laughs> he actually <laughs> thought that the left-wing guy who was making fake documents to troll Trump supporters assumed you'd be smarter than you are. How does that make you feel? Probably not that good. Probably. All right, but yeah, but you know, look at that shows you proved it. You're Hillary. You read a source that mentioned Hillary. That's the only way you can get that information. So you must love Hillary. Shut up. Hillary sucks. <laughs> She's terrible. None of us. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know of anyone here that's voting for her. I'm sure there's somebody who's secretly voting <laughs> for her. Just her. like you to continue to support her. I, I'm opposing her. <laughs> just like you to continue to support her. I can't. I have had just about enough of you and your Hillary. <laughs> Hillary, I love Hillary talk. I'll tell and you that. Yeah. all of his I love Hillary ilk. Oh. Right. The other thing so, I, I love yeah, is uh, the, the ilk. The ilk. The ilk right. is pissing From me off, too. class. Uh, yeah, the John, Jonah Goldberg class plus your ilk. Plus my ilk. Um, I, that's another one of my favorites is, um, yeah, if Hillary wins this, you're going to be uh, tried as a traitor. Uh, no, no, maybe it's Trump, if Trump wins it. I can't remember. You're going to be tried as a traitor. Um, like what? If let's just say, which I'm not, I w- let's just say I was supporting Hillary Clinton, which I am not. Why would that be traitorous? <laughs> like, that's, that's just a, How did that become treason? Half the country is going to vote for this woman, yeah, whether you like I, her or not. I mean, you're talking about murdering 60 million people. Right, that's a big deal. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, that's a know, big deal. I just, I, it's it doesn't like, seem American, no. but um, you know, maybe it is the new America. I don't know. And maybe well, it I is. guess we'll see after the election. Meantime, uh, Dems are accusing FBI Director uh, James Comey of trying to swing the election. Harry Reid says Comey broke the law with the bombshell Hillary email, uh, the Hillary email revelation, and they claim the feds are sitting on explosive information about Trump. Democrats led by Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid have accused FBI Director uh, James Comey of sitting on explosive information. I'd like to know what that is. What is it? And why would they sit on it? They yeah. they want the feds want Donald Trump to win since when? No, it was not their case a few weeks ago. Was no, it? it wasn't. And even Harry Reid, who said he, he can't be questioned. His integrity can't be questioned. And now he's questioning his integrity. That happened fast. Amazing. Amazing. These, it is an amazing turn of events to see people flip-flop this obviously. I yeah. mean, again, I feel like you always want to have that little out, a little, uh, you know, I don't know. You could say, well, look, information has changed. Well, the information, this guy was, he was, he, I mean, he probably was just doing what he thought was right both times. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. honestly think most likely um, both of these things were wrong. <laughs> It's not to criticize the guy, but like to say that you that he didn't think that that rose to the level of a criminal charge, in my view, was wrong, mm-hmm. which I stated at the time. Why are you supporting Hillary? I forgot about that. The other thing is, like, 11 days before an election, it probably is wrong to just say, by the way, we found a bunch of emails. I'm not sure what's in them. See you later. Like, I, it is kind of bizarre. The, the, the behind the scenes thing is to give him a break is um, potentially the, they knew they knew about this, they think, for a few weeks and that pressure was building on them to release it. Um, so they didn't want to be behind the news like it just comes out. Hey, we've re-nego- we've reopened this negotiation. We never told anybody because then he would be accused of the exact opposite thing that mm-hmm. he was on Clinton's side. 
So he wanted to get out in front of it and say, you know what, look, we're just looking into it. We don't know what's in there yet. We'll see. And now it's the exact opposite. All the Democrats are mad at them and all the Republicans love them. Yeah, it, it takes a while to go through 650,000 emails. I, I don't know if people are aware of that. Um, so that's why they probably don't know what's in them yet, because they haven't read them all. How, how long do you think that would take to uh, go through 650,000 emails discovered on a laptop? Jeffy? <laughs> well, first, <laughs> you'd have to have... Uh, I mean, really, you have to go through and find if there's duplicates, right? You're going to have to have some kind of, uh, the, mm-hmm. the FBI has to have some sort of app that they can at least run through and kick out the duplicates that they've already read. Right, right, right. Supposedly yeah. they have that, that thing that, uh, what was it called? The thing that uh, uh, listens or, or compiles all the emails. There was some big program the FBI had, and it was famous for a while, and I can't remember what the name of it is, so maybe I shouldn't have brought it up. You remember that? It was uh, something. It's a one-word name for for whatever program it is that they have. I I would think they'd have something like that to go through emails. Outlook? Microsoft Outlook? No. (laughs) No, that isn't it. No, they were were working with with Verizon and AT&T with that one-word program. Dang it, what is it? It's not Prism. The Prism is the new show. It's like that, though. It's kind of like that. It's Prism. Yeah, I know. What you're talking about now, but um, yeah, it's uh, it was the FBI's big deal, and everybody knew about it for yeah. a while. Nobody talks about it anymore, but it's probably obsolete by now. Um, but I mean, that's what's incredible but, about this is they don't hmm. have seemingly. You think he wouldn't do this unless he had a bombshell? Yeah, like wow, you would think so. Difference. However, it doesn't appear that they actually have anything. It's just they just found a bunch of new emails and they need to check them. And uh, mm-hmm. they're going to try to check those things and see what see what see what's in there. But if they didn't do it now, if they didn't say, "Hey, we've got these emails and we're reopening the investigation," they and wouldn't get they wouldn't have gotten the the subpoenas probably. Right. And then if they didn't do it, and then after the election they found, oh my god, yeah, then they would then be, be bad. it would be the crush be the other bad. way. It's just impossible to follow. Yeah. Um, you know. So he can't win think, for losing right, right. now. They, now six hundred fifty thousand emails. They think these are. Emails that have absolutely nothing to do with Clinton. Many of them, probably the overwhelming majority mm-hmm. um, of them, they're just Anthony Weiner emails, or God only knows what else is on there. You also have um, a situation where many of them they think Uma may have been forwarding emails to print, or for whatever other various uh, reason, um, and uh, some of those may have been the ones that were deleted. So they think maybe just because. Uh, they were forwarded to this uh, laptop. That's where they they were they live, even though they were deleted. Those thirty thousand from Hillary. They may think some of them may be in there, but they also mm. think all the ones they already have are probably a lot of those are on. So there. it's going to be a lot of yoga stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of yoga, yoga. risotto, the risotto recipes yep. that uh, are so popular right right now. now. I mean, I just love I mean, risotto. It's the so risotto is good. It's, 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 it's good. Is. Rice or is it really pasta? Good. What is one is? It's it's more pasta, I believe, than rice. But it's it's kind of rice, but it's yummy. It's it's uh, yummy. It's right shaped yet pasta. It's pasta. That's what's so fascinating about it. That's why so many emails. Six hundred thirty thousand emails are about risotto. Uh, That's a lot of email about risotto, but a lot of people really like but it. But I, I, yeah, I really enjoy. Who it. am I? Um, it's who delicious. am I to uh, you know? If you put some, you wouldn't like this, but if you put some delicious uh, chicken on there mm. and maybe a nice sauce. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean uh, risotto is very versatile. I yes, it is. Now, Jeffy, it's a little yes, too high is. class for you, but you do, you, you'd enjoy some risotto, right? You'd, you'd, you'd eat it. You'd stuff it down the gullet. Is it food? Uh, it is food. Well, he'd eat it. Okay. He'd eat it. <laughs> it's always nice when I don't have to answer. Yeah, yeah it saves you some time, you know. Yeah, it is. So okay. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know what's in here. And we, it may be nothing, but can you imagine if this guy comes out and makes this big announce, announcement <clears throat> and it's nothing? I mean, 
because this could be the entire election. Again, I don't think any candidate could blow this. You, this is the most. This is the biggest gift in American election well, history. For sure. they, they've handed it to Donald Trump. This is just walk it over the finish line. That's all you got to do. Make the next two weeks about how Hillary Clinton has six hundred and fifty thousand emails and anything can be in them, and you've won. I mean, anybody could seriously, and Jeffy could win this race against Hillary Clinton. And right he's now. already speculating. Trump is already putting his own stuff into what those could be. Right. You and, know, and so, I, you know, and the negative way to look at this is really that and that Donald Trump. I mean, his his absolute skill, if he has one, is to uh, to generalize and lead you down roads and say things that he doesn't really have factual backing up, but sound and, right. And things that he knows right. are lies. Like yeah. we played that. We played that audio from 2011 where he's bashing Miss Universe because he thought she had dissed him. Oh, heaven forbid that he not come, she not come and and introduce him like he wanted her to. Uh, and actually, she did. There was some mix-up, and so she came the next night or whatever happened. So instead of not saying anything. So instead of not saying anything, he has to humiliate her anyway. He has to bring her up on stage anyway. He has to say, I was so mad at her that I was going to say she's beautiful on the outside, but... Not on the, she's gotten, there's nobody home on, she's really stupid on the inside. Now that, and he says, that wouldn't have been true, but I would have said it anyway. A direct quote from him, that wouldn't have been true, I would have said it anyway. Well, that that tells you everything you need to know about the guy, and everything we've been saying about him. He's a lying sack of crap, and he doesn't, he'll say anything. He'll say anything to win. Now, when you point that out, to Trump supporters. Stop the Trump bashing! No, but did you hear what we said about the guy? Did you hear what he said about himself? He will say anything to win, even, or maybe even especially if it's not true. That doesn't mean anything to you about the guy you love so much. Stop bashing, Mr. Trump! Stop bashing, Mr. Trump! That's all it is. Well, yeah, it's I mean, all it is. You know, I mean, it's so confusing for Trump supporters <coughs> that at this point, they a lot of times get his current position wrong because it's not about us saying that he lies about stuff. It's that he says position A and position B, which are in direct opposition to each other. So one of them, like for example, with this woman, I was going to come up here and say something terrible about her, but she did something nice for me. So now I'm saying nice things about her. It doesn't necessarily mean he's telling the truth when he's saying that he's ni- he's being nice to her or saying nice things about her. Right. He may also th- he may think the real thing she's horrible. That's the point is you don't know. Um, but the cruise thing is an interesting example of this, and, and it's why we made it on the, on the radio today. It's not that he bashed Ted Cruz and lied about it, which he did do. Mm-hmm. Instead, he also praised Ted Cruz and lied about it. Mm-hmm. He went he did both of the things, mm-hmm. um, and you know someone was like, "Oh, you shut up about Ted Cruz's career is over." And I was like, "Well, you're actually one flip flop of Donald Trump's behind his current position. Donald Trump's current stated position is quote, I look forward to working with him for many years. So his career isn't over. You're missing what your candidate is saying, unless of course you're accusing him of lying." Because he doesn't obviously look forward to working with him for many years if his career is over and he's a failure and he's the worst guy and he's lying Ted. Why on earth would he want to work with him for many years to come? Why would he be, as he says in the same quote, he's a brilliant person. Why would he call him brilliant if he's such a liar? 
I mean, you know, again, these are just every politician does some version of this things, these things. And, and Hillary Clinton does it better than most. But Donald Trump, it's art form stuff. It's Picasso of lying. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, he is just a he will lie at every single opportunity, even like when Hillary Clinton's benefit. never lied. Is that what you're saying? No, Hillary just, Clinton's I never just lied. Said she does it better than anyone. Almost. <laughs> the point is, though, he will lie. Why are you just bashing Donald Trump? I'm, Why don't you bash I'm, Hillary Clinton ever? I just did. Why don't you ever talk about her? We've been saying all day that Donald Trump was going to win the election. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what more you want. It doesn't matter to him. It no. doesn't matter. No. Uh, you don't know what more we want. We want you to stop praising Hillary Clinton. Is what we Hillary want. Do. Okay, <laughs> that's what we want. Uh, multiple polls have been out. There hasn't been a lot of movement on this yet. I mean, I think we'll eventually start seeing it. Um, I would assume you'll see. I mean, you know, look, how do you lose an election when your freaking opponent is under FBI investigation? I don't know how. I mean, only Donald Trump could invent a way to lose that election, but I don't think anyone will ever come up with it. It's like, uh, you know, um, uh, it's like a cold fusion. I mean, I don't think it's possible to lose elections when your opponent is under FBI investigation. Is it? Uh, is that no. even possible? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, maybe we'll find out. There is a way to do that. Uh, it's basically the easiest thing in the world to do, though, is to win an election when you're. I mean, when the and not even just like it'd be one thing, for example, if currently the president was Mitt Romney or currently the president was uh, John McCain. And John McCain's, you know, Justice Department or John McCain's FBI uh, was launching an investigation against uh, the uh, Democratic, um, you know, Hillary Clinton right now. People might see it as partisan. Mm-hmm. Here it is. It's Barack Obama's FBI uh, going after Hillary Clinton. You can't be given a bigger gift in an election for something like this to happen. I've ne- I mean, it's incomprehensible we made the case on the uh, on the air the other day pat that it was 90 i think princeton has it at 99 percent or had it at 99 percent probability that hillary clinton would win which seems ridiculous and i think it is personally i think it's much lower than that but if to make to, to try to argue their case for the fun of it you can make the argument that only a one percent or less probability event could change this election well you got it you got it you got something that's way less. Why would a Democratic uh, administration, an FBI operating under in that ecosystem, come out with 10 or 12 days left before an election and uh, put out a statement that doesn't actually say they found anything negative, but leaves it completely open for the Republican to use it at any way they want to say anything about it and with absolute certainty can never be proven untrue until after the election? I mean, it's it's incredible. This is like this it's is a gift. If you are seriously, if you are a Donald Trump supporter, because we get him a lot of times, you just think that he's just like the he's the greatest thing of all time, and uh, you know God put him here to I don't know to not know what Second Corinthians was or whatever he's here for. Um, if I were one of those people, I I would have to see this as a gift from God, a straight out gift from God. Donald Trump has to win this election. Mm-hmm. How could he lose it under these circumstances? I mean, if you had no information at all and you said uh, Donald Tr- uh, Hillary Clinton would be under investigation for multiple things and they would be resolved beforehand with a questionable um, level of certain like a questionable level of guilt. Like, yeah, she did some really shady stuff. Maybe it should have been prosecuted, but maybe not. If all you had was that, you'd probably say, well, the Republican's going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, she can't go through an FBI investigation and the FBI person comes out and says she's been extremely careless and any person in her circumstance should know uh, that she, what she was doing was completely re- reckless and unsafe and ridiculous. 
If you just had that, you'd think there's no way a Republican blows that, right? Now, that goes away, comes back with 12 days left, 650,000 emails related to her closest aide and her pervert, I'm sexting a 15-year-old husband. Mm. A week before the election? I mean, there's no way to blow this for any mere mortal. If Donald Trump can pull this off, I will be fascinated by it. It will be an election study for years and years and years to come. How do you choke this? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Not even with the money from uh, liberal and, and, and progressive phone carriers. Not, not even that way, I don't think, can they, can they choke this election right now. You know, a lot of these phone carriers do use your money to support Hillary Clinton. Uh, they spend tens of millions of dollars doing that. They spend tens of millions of dollars attacking conservative values and conservative organizations. Yeah. Uh, Patriot Mobile gives you, I don't know, an alternative. Uh, you know, and it's not just mm. about like, hey, I want to find a cause that support that I want to support. Because like, you know, they'll help you with all the great service that you expect. Nationwide talk and text, 4 speed, uh, 4G, high speed, LTE data, competitive prices, really better than anything else you're paying. Plus, uh, 5% of your monthly bill goes to a conservative organization of your choice, which mm. is the kind of the pitch that we give you on, on an everyday basis on this. Um, however, a lot of people will say, well, I, you know, like I don't really need to make a cause out of my phone. It's not about making a cause out of your phone. It's about taking away the cause you're already supporting. You're already supporting these left-wing right. things that you don't believe in without your choice. without your consent. I yeah. mean, so why not jump in and give that money to organizations you actually do trust? Yeah, and if you want to do this, they'll even pay up to $350 in the fees that you're charged to switch over if you have a contract with your current company. It's a mobile phone company that supports conservative values you believe in. Go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze. patriotmobile.com slash blaze or 877-367-7524. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Oh, no. We were talking about the Dada Brazil thing. I mean, one of the outcomes of, this, of the WikiLeaks thing is she had been leaking questions for the debate to the Hillary campaign. And that's pretty clear. Um, the last one was, you're going to get a question tomorrow from someone with a rash. Like that specific. What? I and guess who it, was she talking about? Um, it was a, a regular person who's going to be asking a question. <laughs> and because she worked at CNN, she got the question somehow in advance and then leaked them to the Hillary campaign. From Center. someone with a rash? Yes. And then she was asked a question the next day oh. by someone. With a rash. And the reason it was related to the Flint water thing. I think she had a rash from that. I mean, but like, <laughs> it's really weird. 
And really specific, That's really weird. which is why. Yeah. And I guess she's now, uh, they, they've accepted her resignation or whatever. Bye-bye. Uh, not, not a surprise, I suppose. Yeah. That's really bad, though. She's not great. I mean, she sucks anyway, but I mean... Yeah, she's uh, not great. You know, I mean, and I'm not exactly surprised uh, that this is going on. And also, it's not... I mean, that big of a deal. She can handle a question about Flint water, I'm sure, without down on Brazil's health help. It's really a Brazil issue more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but it's a pretty bad one. I mean, you know, that's pretty underhanded. As I will say, though, journalists. you know, it's about time that, uh, you know, we talk about something other than the Trump bashing, which you constantly do. I just do. I was constantly I was actually talking about Hillary Clinton Trump and, uh, uh, and her campaign getting unfair treatment from the press in a positive. I don't know how we got this one past you because uh, this is actually about Hillary's um, scandals. Hillary's scandals. As we revisit one more time. Hillary yeah. Clinton's yeah. scandals. Now, what you'll see here are things about Hillary Clinton that yeah. are not positive for Hillary Clinton. That does not mean we want Hillary Clinton elected. I know it's really <laughs> difficult to get your arms around. Uh, and, you know, it's very, I mean, it's, look, you got it. It's, it's a tough concept. Um, however, um, interestingly enough, we, uh, this is all leading up to uh, Monday, uh, a week from today, when we vote for Hillary Clinton into the douche hall of fame. Um, and interestingly enough, that's mm-hmm. not a wonderful award in reality she might want. Um, it's something that mm-hmm. some might take as a negative if we put her into the douche hall of fame. Here is part one. Uh, Hillary's influences. Shortly after Woodstock, the summer before, in New Haven, Connecticut, 1970, Yale Library. A young male law student standing in the hallway just outside the library caught the eye of a young, bell-bottomed, jeans-wearing female law student, and vice versa. As the two of them stared at each other, the young woman finally got up from her studies, to which she wasn't paying any attention to anyway, and walked out to meet the young man. Twenty-four years later, Hillary Rodham Clinton told the story of that fateful day. He was standing out in the hallway, and I just, I don't know, you know those moments, you know, sort of like click, you know, and I was sitting there, and I just started staring at him, and then he caught my eye, and he began staring back at me, and so here I am in the library, not reading, here he is, actually surrounded by people who are talking at him, not talking back, so finally, I thought this is ridiculous you know I'm in this class with this person and so I put my books down and I went up and I said you know if you're going to keep looking at me and I'm going to keep looking at you we ought to at least know each other's names I'm Hillary Rodham who are you and he says that he couldn't remember his name that makes me feel so good when he says that Um, but anyway he did sort of stumble out I'm Bill Clinton a few days later Perhaps with Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water playing on Bill's AM radio in his car. Or more likely Edwin Starr's War cranked up to ear-shattering levels. Bill and Hillary went out on their first date. Bill Clinton, a Rhodes Scholar who had studied at Oxford, and Hillary Rodham, a bright and radical law student who graduated from Wellesley before moving on to Yale Law, were married five years later in 1975. While at Wellesley, Hillary wrote a 92-page senior thesis, which she later suppressed while in the White House, which centered on radical Marxist community organizing activist Saul Alinsky, author of Rules for Radicals, a how-to book on achieving revolution in America. 
This is the book where the author gave an over-the-shoulder acknowledgement to Lucifer, quote, the very first radical. As unusual as that may seem, in 1972, in an interview with Playboy magazine, Alinsky said, quote, Hell would be heaven for me. All my life I've been with the have-nots. Over here, if you're a have-not, you're short of dough. But if you're a have-not in hell, you're short of virtue. Once I get into hell, I'll start organizing the have-nots over there. Playboy asked, why them? To which Alinsky responded, they're my kind of people. Alinsky wasn't joking. He wasn't being flippant. And it wasn't the first time he'd claimed to prefer hell over heaven, as you can hear from this 1966 interview. I suppose, given a choice, I think I would uh, pick hell. The reason I'd pick hell is because that's where all the have-nots are. Hillary Rodham interviewed Alinsky multiple times. She apparently was quite influenced by him. She did, however, find fault with some of Alinsky's methods, believing them to be ineffective. He believed that radicals should pressure the government. Hillary decided it would be much more effective to become the government. That was the fundamental difference between the two. For his part, Alinsky was so taken with Rodham, he offered her a job, which she declined. Armed with her Yale Law degree, Hillary went working as a lawyer, fighting for justice. Today, Hillary ferociously touts her lifelong record of fighting for children. Uh, one of the areas that you know, I've been particularly interested in is uh, the area of children. All of us have a responsibility to ourselves, to our children, to each other. I've spent my life fighting for children, families, and our country, and I'm not stopping now. But in 1975, Hillary fought against a 12-year-old child rape victim. She was appointed to defend a 41-year-old man accused of brutally raping the little girl. Clinton did have a job to do, and she did it well. She accused the child of exaggerating or even encouraging her rapist. She also got the accused rapist's bloody underwear thrown out as evidence. Hillary did such a good job defending the accused child rapist, she wound up plea bargaining. Just one year in prison for him, minus the two months time served. He served 10 months for the crime. During her young adulthood, Hillary Clinton also became enamored with an early 20th century progressive, a term she also applies to herself, named Margaret Sanger. Sanger had some fascinating ideas, like the one that was outlined in her 1922 book, Women and the New Race, where she wrote, Many, perhaps, will think it idle to go farther in demonstrating the immorality of large families, but since there is still an abundance of proof at hand, it may be offered for the sake of those who find difficulty in adjusting old-fashioned ideas to the facts. The most merciful thing that a large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. End quote. In a letter to Clarence Gamble in 1939, Sanger wrote about getting black preachers to help with her efforts. Quote, We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. End quote. 
During a speech in 1923, Sanger said she believed that for the purpose of racial purification, couples should be rewarded for choosing sterilization. Sanger wanted to create the perfect human race. Quote, we want a world freer, happier, cleaner. We want a race of thoroughbreds. End quote. Margaret Sanger founded Planned Parenthood with that one goal in mind, to create racial purification, to eliminate the Negro. She was in favor of the strictest immigration policies to keep undesirables out of the country. Hillary, for her part, would eventually heap praise on Sanger in later years, such as in 2009 when she received the Margaret Sanger Award from Planned Parenthood. She spoke about being in awe of the racist eugenicist. It was a great privilege when I was told that I would receive this award. I admire Margaret Sanger enormously. Her courage, her tenacity, her vision. And when I think about what she did all those years ago in Brooklyn, taking on archetypes, taking on attitudes and accusations flowing from all directions, I am really in awe of her. Margaret Sanger's vision, of which Hillary so fondly spoke, was one that was very similar to the vision of the Nazis. As Sanger herself essentially admitted, her campaign for contraception and abortion, quote, is practically identical in ideal with the final aim of eugenics, end quote. When later asked at a congressional hearing about being, quote, in awe of Margaret Sanger, Hillary Rodham Clinton said, I admire Thomas Jefferson. I admire his words and his leadership, and I deplore his unrepentant slaveholding. I admire Margaret Sanger being a pioneer in trying to empower women to have some control over their bodies. And I deplore statements that you have referenced. That is the way we often are when we look at flawed human beings. There are things that we admire and things we deplore. We have for eight years followed the policy that you have described. And I think we've gone backwards. After discovering and admiring the work of so many radicals during her Ivy League years, the Clintons moved southwest. The Clintons moved back to Bill's home state of Arkansas, where he initially ran an unsuccessful campaign for Congress. Undeterred in 1976, he ran for and was elected Arkansas Attorney General. This was just the beginning. In 1978, Bill Clinton ran for governor and at the age of 32, was elected the youngest governor the nation had seen in 40 years. Tonight, I ask all of you who have stood with me, I ask my opponents and those who have fought with them in their hard-fought campaign, I ask those who have believed in me and those who have doubted to join with me in common purpose. Let us put aside our fears for our hopes let us trust each other and work to forge a future that will enrich the lives of our people, a future that will strengthen our traditions and our faith, a future that will make us proud that in our time we gave our best. God bless you all and thank you very much. That same year, the Clintons began a complicated and tangled personal and business relationship with James and Susan McDougall. 
They joined with the McDougals to borrow $203,000 to buy 220 acres of land in Arkansas in the Ozark Mountains. They soon formed the Whitewater Development Corporation with a plan in mind to build vacation homes. The massive and tangled web of controversy and scandal ensued. It involved James McDougal briefly becoming Clinton's economic development director, a position he soon quit. And instead, McDougal bought a small savings and loan bank, which he named Madison Guarantee. He then loaned Hillary Clinton $30,000 to build a model home on a whitewater lot. In 1984, federal regulators began to question the financial stability and lending practices of Madison Guarantee, along with its speculative land deals, insider lending, and hefty commissions to the McDougals and others. In 1985, McDougal held a fundraising event at Madison Guarantee to help pay off a $50,000 Clinton campaign debt. Also, McDougal hired the Rose Law Firm, where Hillary was now a partner, to do all of the legal work. In 1986, McDougal borrowed $300,000 from a company that received federal funds from the Small Business Administration to lend to disadvantaged business owners. But an investigation 10 years later alleged that they lent up to $3 million to political figures instead. In 1988, witnesses at the Rose Law Firm said that Hillary requested the destruction of Madison land contract files. From there, it just gets more complex. The scandal would continue to haunt the Clintons through the gubernatorial re-elections and all the way to the White House. The scandal was so deep and so complicated, very few people even understood it. Special prosecutors were hired by Clinton's own Attorney General, Janet Reno, but questions loomed about the propriety of the arrangement. So eventually, an independent prosecutor named Kenneth Starr was appointed. Over the next several years, tens of millions of dollars were spent on the investigation and the defense. Dozens of people were eventually charged. Fifteen were convicted. Whitewater may have begun as a legitimate real estate venture, but it came to be used to skim, directly or indirectly, federally insured deposits from an SNL and a small business investment corporation. When each failed, the United States taxpayer became obligated to pick up the tab. Eventually, the McDougals would be charged, tried, and convicted of fraud and conspiracy. The ensuing scandal would eventually even take down the Arkansas governor who succeeded Bill Clinton, Jim Guy Tucker, among others. James McDougal died March 8, 1998, just a few months before he hoped to be released from prison. The Clintons themselves were never charged. Coincidentally, other close associates of the Clintons would die along the way. That and a lot more on the next installment. Late seven two seven back, Pat and Stu. Welcome. Great uh, to have you here. Uh, apparently, uh, some Trump supporters have fallen victim yet again. 
And I, I don't understand how they keep falling victim to these things, mm. but they... But they they do. Again, now Trump uh, support, because the last one was, Glenn Beck is getting money from the Clinton Foundation. $108,000! No. Yeah, totally made up no. by yeah. a Hillary Pretty, supporter. I mean, we always say this, like, yeah, like, if he actually was getting money from Hillary Clinton, why on earth would he, for $100,000, like, that's like a few commercials <laughs> for Glenn. Like, I mean, that's not... Uh, you know, no, that's not big money. Right. So obviously that was a fake. Now the it came out. I think we discussed this earlier today. He it, they came out, found the guy who actually made the fake, who's a guy a liberal who's trolling Trump supporters mm-hmm. to make fun of them and make them look as stupid as possible, which he was successful with on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You know. Because, I mean, there's a lot of obvious jokes in there. Acorn being an organization that doesn't exist is somehow still getting money. Um, the guy who accused Barack Obama of being gay and having gay affairs with him, that guy was just getting payments from the Clinton Foundation, their charity arm? <laughs> like, what? A, it's so ridiculous. The latest one they're sharing now is this. This is an email from, um, uh, supposedly from WikiLeaks. Okay. The dogs are loose. Uh-oh. Hey, guys, as you can see from the subject, the dogs are loose. I repeat, the dogs are loose. Loose dogs, guys. Now, what What person would... Okay, what person would write that? Just, to, just from the start. <laughs> you know what to do from here. I'll be meeting with Soros later this week for some pre-programming of machines. <laughs> okay. Um, we're also going to check out a Collective Soul concert. Never knew George was a fan, but he is, and so am I, so we're going. This isn't code or anything, so don't bother looking for the corresponding code. This just means we're actually going to see a Collective Soul concert. (laughs) More to come, but yeah, these machines will be humming in November. Just like I'll be humming a few Collective Soul songs next week. Best Todd. Uh, Todd is from, I mean, seriously, guys. Todd is from Mackler Smartmatic Programming. Smartmatic? That just proves more in, uh, of what they're saying, that this election is rigged, and they've rigged the machines that will be humming in November. Yep, and by the way, the people are sharing it. More this, is, this doesn't warrant a massive investigation. What does? I don't know, something real? Maybe a good start. You want to try a massive investigation? Maybe have something that is uh, not a blatant forgery. And I, I, that sounds like the exact same type of humor. The guy who it does did the yeah, Clinton thing. I bet it's the same guy. I bet it's the same guy. Which, I, I mean, honestly, I think it's funny. It's like a, it's like. I, I, <laughs> so I, does I, this I, mean you can't George prove our point better than they, they are doing with this stuff? Does this mean George it? Soros isn't really a collective soul fan? That's oh, I disappointing think he's definitely a collective because... soul fan. I'm just saying, I don't know that he's ma- he's managing machines like that. <laughs> I love I love collective soul, and so to have something in common with George Soros is very important. Uh, important to it'd him. be nice. It'd be in a nice it's place to start, to where we can come to back about. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you mean, Glenzo's looking to build bridges. <laughs> yes, it's a good bridge. You know, maybe uh, maybe that uh, uh, Hollywood. Right, right. De- December wasn't there a song like something December? About December? Yes. yes. Okay. The name of the song was December. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Shine. Shine. That was the big. That was the biggest one. I would mm-hmm. say. If mm-hmm. I had, to, if I had to guesstimate, it's a great song. Uh, there were several others I can't think of right now, but I like them. There you go. All right. So uh, we wanted to play this ad for you because it's uh, it's fun. It, it was also uh, deemed the best ad of the year. Uh, a lot of people. Yeah, I've had a good time with this. A lot of viral uh, attention. It's pretty mm. funny. It's a pretty good ad. Reelect Gerald Doherty. Here, here's a, 
Here it is. We've got room to put 2,700 people in our jail, and it costs us about $103 a day. Gerald really doesn't have any hobbies. Last year, the tax rate was 0.4169. This year, we could take that down to 3838. So is he always like that? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Which means that the 3838 is probably going to go somewhere between 3838 and 41.69. <laughs> Most people leave their work at the Man. office. We got three light rail cars. You can put 60 people on each car. So even if you add two cars, you're talking about maybe 300 people that are affected. There are a million people in this community. I mean, that is 0 0.01 to the eighth power. If you round it off, it's zero. All he wants to do is fix things. So I got this 18-wheeler that's parked in this neighborhood, a few fumes all over the place, but quite frankly, it's not a code violation. <laughs> you know, I think I like helping around the house here. Please re-elect Gerald. Please. Look <laughs> <laughs> at that. That's funny. It is funny. I like that. I, I don't know anything about Gerald Dory. But, I don't either. Uh, I'm going to vote for him as Texas Precinct 3 Travis County Commissioner, even though I'm not in. Travis County. Well, obviously we've rigged there. the machines, so we but can we've rigged, whoever yes, we want. Right. Uh, That's exactly right. And the obviously we're rigging them for Hillary right the now. The dogs are out, guys. Mm -hmm. The dogs are loose. So you if know you ever hear anyone talking positively about Collective Soul, you know they they are in on this. It's code. That's the code. That's I mean, it's code. specifically they tried to in case this ever did leak, they tried to hide it by saying, "Don't look for the corresponding code." Because the because this is not a code. We're just going to the concert. But it is a but code. It is They're code. not going to the concert. They do love Collective Soul. That's, well, not, that's course, not false. Of course, but, but George just, Soros is not going. His his hearing is not good enough to go to a concert that loud. It, it would blow his his eardrums out. Right. He enjoys collective soul music and braille. Right. All right. More patents to it coming up in a minute here or two. Yeah. So did you uh, get get the Florida thing all set? We're going to steal all the votes and give them to. No, that, you mean no, you mean the dogs? We're in commercial. Yeah. Oh it's okay. no, I, we're, I, we're still it. on right now. No, we're going to steal the votes from. Stop! Because no, the dogs, the dogs, I mean, are are loose. <laughs> Really good football news over the weekend. Uh, the BYU Cougars were unbeaten over the weekend. Unbeaten. Uh, I mean, while we're talking about football, weekend, I think we should continue them. to talk about the BYU weekend. Uh, I think so, too, because the they, they didn't uh, lose. Interesting they did to me not lose football. Most football stories are stupid. They're stupid stories. Exactly right. Be told. NFL stories are stupid. Oh, I hate to tell you that. The NFL is such a, they're a bunch of whiners. It, 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 are they even a, playing the NFL this year? I don't even know if it's I don't happening. think they're doing I, it. I think they got rid of it. It's stupid. <laughs> Obviously, the Packers and Eagles both lost yesterday, which sucked. I can't even describe. The Packers' defense just plain sucks. As soon as they scored to go up with a minute 12, and they were ahead 32-26, uh, I thought, nah, their defense can't hold that. Not with a minute 12 left. If there was like 11 seconds left, maybe. <laughs> but not, right. not with a minute 12. And the Eagles, uh, I mean, there's so many dumb things. I mean, to lose the game, a complete choke job. Uh, it, 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 it's a ridiculous proportion. Against the Cowboys. Yeah. One of my favorite parts, they the had, Eagles a chance, lost? had a chance yeah. to put the game away I mean, with a 53-yard field goal. When their kicker had already kicked a 55-year-old. Right. Or, or, uh, they were up like 10 points in the fourth quarter. Goal. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I only have got five seconds. Yeah, I forget it. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's it. The coach afterwards, uh, did you consider doing, a, uh, instead of punting? Oh, no, I never even considered it. Maybe you should! <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. No, I wouldn't really? even consider it. Oh, my God.
City, buddy. Right? Uh, <laughs> uh, what's our standing policy on staff members being voted into the Douche Hall of Fame of the show? People who are on the, you know, working um, for the show. Can they be in the right. Douche Hall of Fame? There's a relevancy clause, but, you know, maybe we could be, maybe it could be uh, lifted. Well, I nominate uh, Andrew. Uh, into the Douche Hall of Fame. All right. Um, and here's my uh, rationale. We have a uh, Spoons episode today. Uh, and because it's Halloween, and we saw that stupid map of Halloween candy mm-hmm. yeah. in which some one or two of the states, their favorite Halloween candy was Toblerone. And we were like, who nobody, the hell eats nobody Toblerone? Eats Toblerone, nobody. And we realized we've never eaten Toblerone before, so right. we were like concerned. Uh, but, you know, maybe we're missing out on something. <laughs> we're, obviously, we'll eat all foods. Um, and so, uh, so we have Toblerone ready to go. And in in my ear, I'm like, we're like, we got the Toblerone thing. And he goes, Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks. She, Andrew says it looks gross. I was like, Oh, really? Well, he goes, Yeah. Well, answer. Ask Jeffy about it. It's I left it on his desk. You left candy on Jeffy's desk that we're supposed to be eating. I mean, it's obviously. One of the dumbest decisions ever made. I mean, that's douche Hall of Fame worthy. I don't even know if, I mean, it's relevant. I mean, maybe it doesn't rival fourth and 19 fake punting <laughs> from nine yards deep in your own end zone. Oh, you can make the fourth and 19. The candy cannot survive the day on Jeffy's desk. That is true. That's that's very true. So uh, you, did you eat the candy, Jeffy, the Toblerone? <laughs> I don't know what Andrew told you, but there was no candy left on my desk. <laughs> I, mean, I, <laughs> I knew it. Anyway, that's coming up uh, today on Spoons at the end of the show. We'll which, see. Which uh, we, we, we desperately, I mean, obviously we're, we're wasting away here. Well, it's Halloween, too. Yeah, it's Halloween. Halloween. So, we didn't even mention that on the, sh- on the show. No, I don't we? think we did. No. Uh, Halloween, uh, that's today, in case you didn't. Happy know. Halloween. And a week before no. the election uh, c- coming tomorrow. So tomorrow, uh, 22 million people have voted already. Wow. So it was five million more over the weekend. I should get out because is it Friday that is the last day for for early voting? Early voting in yeah, Texas? I, th- I don't know, but yeah, Friday or Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I need to get out there and actually. I, I've started. heard the lines for early voting are two hours long. I mean, that's I a lot. I don't think I, 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 I've I, never I, I seen that in my precinct. That. Never seen it I, once. I was I, at a uh, an establishment uh, in, uh, around here recently, and they had a local uh, early voting center, like in the place I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like a public building, and there's nobody there. I nobody was told there. Uh, my understanding of that two hour wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, that's information that was told by uh, one Mr. Glenn Beck? Yeah, uh, that gave us that information about the two-hour block. Apparently, uh, the original information given to Mr. Beck was twenty minutes, and, <laughs> and he, he made it two hours. He made it two hours, and since uh, and the person who gave him the information on twenty minutes was g-chatting me the whole time, saying there's only twenty minutes, and I thought that two hours sounds so much better. Just let it go. It sounds like <laughs> it, it sounds like Americans really care about this it election. Does. It does, which would be nice. Well, twenty but minutes doesn't sound like they care about the election. No, t- two hours did. Right, but yeah, that's two not, hours yeah, did, yeah, and, and that's not the not case. Real. We did two hours in line to early vote. <laughs> really, two weeks before the election? Right. That's in, in Denton, Texas. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. But no, no, no. That's twenty minutes. That's not the case. And twenty minutes is about average. Like, you know, yeah, I, I've waited ten or fifteen, maybe yeah. twenty yeah. max. Uh, in Houston, one time, must have been the was it the two thousand eight election? I think I waited about an hour in Houston once. But I think that was seems like that was election day. 
So on election day, I've waited an hour, but I don't think in early voting I've ever waited much at all. Usually you just go right in. And it, it looks like, I mean, there's tumbleweeds blowing yeah, through the yeah. room. A couple <laughs> people maybe in there. There's nobody yeah. here. Um, I uh, used to vote every time um, early, but absentee, um, absentee voting. And, and a lot of that was because, you know, we, we did election coverage every single election. We'd be there all night and there's no yeah. real way and to go vote. You had to drive time. all the way back to Pennsylvania when we were in New York yep. in Manhattan. And there's no way to get back. Right. So, so. I would always uh, do absentee. I've actually become too lazy for absentee voting, uh, which is really something um, amazing to admit to yourself, because I don't even I don't even take the time to request the absentee ballot anymore. I'm just like, ah, I got to see a pretty good way to go, too, because if there if it comes to an election, you don't know anything about like a judgeship or a justice of the peace. You can actually look up the justice of the peace and see how people feel about him or what's happened or how he's ruled. (laughs) How do you? (laughs) <laughs> How do you look up what? Because the, there's there's information the on the everybody. There's, on the there's information on the different judges. There's yeah. information I mean, on everybody. Who doesn't look up information on different judges? Well, I did last time. Last time I actually looked up the judges. I got the pre-ballot. I got or the, you know, here's a sample ballot, and so I looked up the judges because I never know anything about them. That's I'm like, what, I'm going to find out something about these judges that I vote on do. and I know nothing about. That is right. what you should do. There's a couple people around here that are always saying, I want to vote early, but I just don't have enough information on the down ballot. Shut up. Yeah. Well, no, I, I know. got dark. Just go vote. Wait, shut up. Vote before you have just Here's, go This vote. is some interesting information that the American people really need to learn and just digest. Just go vote. Don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what you're talking about, don't That's really true. Vote. I, I, instead, what do we do? We do rock the vote. We're on MTV. We're encouraging. They're going, hey, yeah, go out and vote, you know-nothing morons. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want them to. No. Uh, if they don't know anything about this election other than what they're getting from MTV, I certainly don't want them voting. Uh, yeah, voter suppression! Right. Voter suppression! It should be suppressed. If you're talking about somebody who knows nothing about any of these issues. Well, like, for example, Pat, we would all say that uh, curing um, uh, uh, curing a heart disease would be a positive, yeah. uh, a real positive. And heart surgeons mm-hmm. who do that work are unbelievably great. We don't rock the heart surgery, though. We wait until you actually have the information to go do the heart surgery. We don't encourage you to try heart surgery before you've ever thought about it before. Right. We don't tell you to go, hey, I'm going to do some, uh, some you know, major surgery on someone whose life is going to be at stake. But, you know, don't read a book about it beforehand. Just walk on in because it's your right. And, you're, and we, of course, you want to save lives, right? It's the most noble thing in the world. So go do it, no matter and what. One and, of the extra stories that we had today was from the Washington Post editorial urging giving children the right to vote. I mean, that's asinine. Asinine. It's asinine. Shouldn't vote till you're 35 years old. Okay? I maintain that. I mean, Jeffy, that, would, be, that would cut out what? That, that eliminates the entire millennial generation, which we're talking about all yeah, the But Jeffy would have missed out Good. on the 1824 election. Good. Jeffy, he wouldn't have been able to even cast a vote in that election. Good. Yeah. He shouldn't have. Jeffy shouldn't have voted in the 1824 election. Well, I didn't know enough about the down tickets. So right. I didn't. <laughs> Down ticket. Uh, Martin Van Buren was running for county commissioner there, and I, I didn't know who the hell he was. So. I mean, look, that's what the parties, that sort of down ticket stuff is what the parties are supposed to do. Like, I mean, not everyone, you're not going to have necessarily uh, information about every single candidate, especially when you get further and further down ticket. But And that's when you're supposed to be able to trust your parties to actually stand for something. I don't know if you can do right. that anymore. Right. Can't do, I, mean, I don't think you can. I, 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 really I don't know how don't. you do that. Um, and now at least some of the information is out there. 
Uh, although it's still, I mean, for, for things like justice of the peace, if that's something you're voting on, that's pretty going to be lo- pretty low. The one I always think about is are the ballot act, uh, the ballot uh, measures they have. Yes, um, those are those all. I worded. always get in there. I'm like, ah, oh, why didn't I read more about this? Right. <laughs> I remember two signs I saw every day for a week and a half that said "Vote No" on three two two. I, I saw one the other day uh, in a town uh, near us. I thought this was kind of interesting. It said, "Vote no for liquor stores. Uh, 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 n- uh, no liquor stores near um, our schools and churches." And I thought to myself, "All right, like I get the concept, right? Okay, you don't. I, I guess you know whatever. But first of all." It's already illegal for children to buy alcohol. Right. So who, yeah, but when I right. leave a church, the first thing I do if I see a liquor store is go directly in and buy a whiskey bottle. That's the and first we, thing I do. Fit the whiskey and, and I take it home and, our, and I drink it on the way home. Right. Okay. So and our position—that's a good idea. Right, it's so weird. It's like our position <laughs> is like we can't have it nearby because they might see it and then they might want some. Uh, so I'm like, wait, what? what? And I guess you could argue, well, maybe people. Go to the liquor store. Uh, uh, first of all, they have cars, right? So they could just buy liquor five blocks away or a mile away and bring the liquor right to the, co- the you school. You know the type of clientele right. those liquor stores are. are right. And I guess yeah. that's the concept. It's yeah, like that is. Hoodlums Part come it, into probably. the liquor store and they get, well, I guess, drunk on premises somehow, which I've never really, I never see that when I go in or buy a liquor store. There's not people drinking at the liquor store. No, it's because they walk go- over to the church, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how liquor liquor stores aren't bars that's not how they work you go in and you buy the liquor and then you leave the liquor store and you bring it home and you put it in your cabinet and then you drink it at home yeah but you know what happens when you have liquor uh like strip dancing breaks out really and they're, yeah, pretty I, soon I, they're pole dancing and they're doing all manner of stuff in i've there. been so to liquor stores years. before and i don't uh yeah i've never you seen haven't, that you haven't stayed long enough I guess not. You're doing it wrong. I mean, You're it is doing a, it wrong. And like, I get like it. You know, you. I'm sure that will win, right? People will be like, no, yeah, we can't have them near the schools. But it's they like, probably will. I, who, who yeah. cares? I, I, you know, we live in. It's like it's like the uh, the really dumb gambling arguments from NFL and, and you know the uh, major league teams. Right? We can't have a team in Las Vegas that people can bet on sports and influence the people who are on the local team. Um, hey, idiots! We have phones. Okay, and we have phones and internet, internet and email. Um, we have planes. We have we have a lot of ways that people can. Someone who's on the Orlando Magic can still be influenced by people placing bets. By the way, they can also place bets in Orlando. <laughs> no, that can't happen. No, it can. Yeah. It's incredible. It's shocking. By the way, on that front, uh, Donald Trump, who was um, five to one to win, you could win five times your money. I always love this with the Trump people. It's like. Oh, you you know Trump is going to win. The polls are all lying. Have you made your money yet? Have you pe- cashed your bet? Have you put every dime in your savings mm-hmm. uh, on a bet to win five to one odds on the presidential election? Because you could have had it. That'd be a big thing, I would think, for most people to to make five right. times the amount of money they have in their savings account. Um, but most people are still not doing it. Um, but uh, it's down now to two and a half to one. It's moved from uh, five to one to two and a half to one because of the scandal. I mean, I think it's not not just the scandal, but it has moved quite a bit. Wow. That's a big movement for, yeah. you know, this close to the election. No um, and so he is, yeah, I mean, he's making a run at this. And again, you got to believe he's going to win. Um, and I don't know what, it, what matters anymore with this stuff. I mean, I guess, you know, certainly we can talk about the elections every single day. But really, none of this stuff is going to be cured unless you know your uh, history. We actually worked on uh, something for the Wonderful World of Stew this weekend. And uh, we'd like to do a segment. It's called Ruining Your Heroes. 
Reaching oh, don't people. Do, don't do it. Oh, no. Don't, what on, hero are no. you going to ruon Don't do it. What, what's Come on, no. I like don't, it. It, don't makes, ruin it makes me smile to ruin people's heroes. I don't like that. I don't know why. It's probably a bad thing inside of me. It's, it's you're a bad person. A bad I thing. do enjoy it. Yeah. I do enjoy it. A lot of people, if you go oh. and, and you know, I, I know when I was growing up, uh, Charles Lindbergh was a big time hero. Big time hero, right? Spirit of St. Louis. First exactly. across the Atlantic. Yeah. Big, t- big time. Flew to Paris. Bigly. Yeah. Good. He's a bigly, uh, bigly pilot uh, who did baby got kidnapped. And right. Really I mean, horrible. that's what you know about. Really him, right? horrible. It's a couple yeah. of things you probably don't know about him. And, and that's what we talked about. Oh, no. Oh, don't do it. Charles Lindbergh was an inspiring man. At the age of 25, he became the first American aviator to fly nonstop across the Atlantic Ocean all by himself. This singular act of bravery made Charles Lindbergh the most famous man in the world in the late 1920s. He stirred a new sense of adventure, the American people, with his historic accomplishment and inspiring rhetoric, such as, what kind of man would live where there is no daring? I don't believe in taking foolish chances, but nothing can be accomplished without taking any chance at all. And... Success is not measured by what a man accomplishes, but by the opposition he has encountered and the courage with which he has maintained the struggle against overwhelming odds. Motivational, yes, but I think Charles forgot to clarify something. I'm sure he meant to add the word white before the word man in those quotes because Charles Lindbergh was a huge racist and a Nazi sympathizer. You see, a couple years after his famous plane ride, Charles was sent to Germany by the government to scope out the Nazis' military aviation program. What he saw captivated him. He wrote, The organized vitality of Germany was what most impressed me. The unceasing activity of the people and the convinced dictatorial direction to create the new factories, airfields, and research laboratories. Little tip for you, Charles. Usually when people are forced to live in fear of their lives, they do get pretty organized and productive. Charles liked Nazi Germany so much, he went back multiple times and even considered moving his family there in 1938. We're talking peak Adolf here. The Nazis really liked Charles, too. Charles was presented with the service cross of the German Eagle for his contributions, to aviation on behalf of Hitler himself. He proudly wore the medal to the disgust of Americans across the country. Charles made it his life's mission to campaign against American involvement in World War II. He warned against the consequences of joining the war in an article for Reader's Digest, writing, We, the heirs of European culture, are on the verge of a disastrous war, a war within our own family of nations a war which will reduce the strength and destroy the treasures of the white race, a war which may even lead to the end of our civilization. And while we stand poised for battle, oriental guns are turning westward. Asia presses towards us on the Russian border. All foreign races stir restlessly. It's time to turn from our quarrels and build our white ramparts again. It gets worse. We can have peace and security only so long as we band together to preserve that most priceless possession, our inheritance of European blood. Only so long as we guard ourselves against attack by foreign armies and dilution by foreign races. (laughs) 
Charles Lindbergh made it crystal knocked clear that America should resist getting involved in the war at all costs. He even joined the America First Committee as their principal spokesman, where he was tasked with speaking out against intervention in the war. In one of his speeches for the organization, he declared that the three most important groups who have been pressing this country towards war are the British, the Jewish and the Roosevelt administration of the Jews. He said, instead of agitating for war, Jews in this country should be opposing it in every way, for they will be the first to feel its consequences. Their greatest danger to this country lies in their large ownership and influence in our motion pictures, our press, our radio, and our government. Even though Charles didn't see anything wrong with his Jew bashing, others were quick to turn on the once great American hero. His own family publicly opposed his views. Many organizations cut ties with him. His name was even removed from the water tower in his hometown of Little Falls, Minnesota. In addition to his personal embrace of Nazi Germany, Charles did his best to contribute to the gene pool of the superior white race. It's now known that Lucky Lindy got lucky quite often. Charles fathered a total of seven children by three different German women, in addition to the five he already had with his wife in America. He somehow managed to keep all four of his families secret from each other, all in the name of preserving the white race. And if you don't think Charles Lindbergh was a big enough douche by now, he turned into an outspoken environmentalist towards the end of his life, denouncing the very planes that made him famous for the negative effect they might have on the Earth's atmosphere. He was so dedicated to the green lifestyle that he wished to be buried in the nude because he thought his clothes might contaminate the Earth. He died in 1974, a naked, deposed American ex-hero. Charles Lindbergh, your sick, racist ideology is what really contaminated the Earth. He should have done the planet a real favor and pulled an Amelia Earhart about 40 years earlier. If Charles Lindbergh is one of your heroes, I'm sorry, not sorry, for revealing his true character. You're welcome for ruining your heroes! Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, that's a tough one. I knew all of that except for the seven wi- uh, children with uh, German women. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting I didn't know that part. Tale. I, I, seven I, children with German women? Three different mothers, which is, is kind of interesting. Cr- Did his wife know about that? No, they all. none of them knew about each other. Wow. Um, what was he supposed to tell them? No. No. I, no. You, no that's you something you do not. You don't no. really talk about it much. To me, though, the most damning part of that is obviously the environmentalism. I mean, that's... Uh, that's pretty bad. All of I it's mean, bad. You get into there, like, ah, oh, well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of racism. The Nazi loving, Jew hating. Yeah, no, it's really bad. It's just I, awful. The whole thing is, uh, is, is sort of a disaster. But, I mean, it's interesting to see that because I think you, you know, people will, especially when you're a progressive, they'll just, just gloss right over that oh, stuff. You oh, yeah. Hear about it's that. Okay. oh, yeah. So many of the progressive heroes from that day are yeah. infested with that stuff. And part of it is. I mean, you know, to, if you're going to be fair, obviously you can look at from at the time. A lot of people believe these things, and blah 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 blah. It was some of this stuff was not even that co- uh, controversial, honestly. Um, people at the time believed a lot of that. Uh, that doesn't make it any better, but it is what people believed at that time. Um, I don't know if uh, mm. the the, Je- the Jeffy-esque lifestyle he was living, however, uh, overseas was. That was a big deal at that time. It had yeah. people known. That would have ruined him too. 
Yeah. Well, one thing is certain. Uh, changes are coming to us, and uh, difficult times are pretty likely ahead. So hmm. you want to get prepared. What could happen, though? I mean, yeah, sure, national tensions are high. Yeah. You know, financial markets eh, may yeah. or may not just tank. There's violent uh, weather. Yeah, well, sure. You, know? you, have, you have that. It could paralyze a city or two. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's uh, you know total economic collapse. Yeah. Um, a horrible Sometimes. president that will pro- probably be president in January. Oh, and man. by the way, in between now and January, we will also have a horrible president. Yeah, uh, those so, things are, are pretty bad. What do you do? You just depend on the government, right? <laughs> no, you do not. That's no. the last thing in the world you should do, Pat, is oh. prepare, uh, depend on the government. You should depend on huh. yourself. Self-reliance is kind of a big deal to us, and I think it is to you as well. Uh, and a real big step on that uh, sort of train is, is uh, you know, look, it's an emergency food supply. you got to have it. you got to have something uh, to take care of your family in case of mm-hmm. emergency. And uh, 99 bucks will get you an entire month of food from My Patriot Supply. Order now. 888-411-5290 is a number to call My Patriot Supply. Or you can go online at preparewiththeblaze.com. It's just really easy. Get a four-week emergency food supply. Tastes like home cooking. Lasts up to 25 years. Just 99 bucks, And that's uh, with free shipping, too. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. Spoons coming up in a little bit for Halloween. We will be doing a special spoons uh, tasting of uh, one of the Halloween classics that everyone has in their Halloween bag, Toblerone. <laughs> Except not. Nobody, nobody's ever eaten it. It's we maintain the, it's that it's, it's, it's never pumpkin. been consumed by anyone. It's never been consumed. It's in every pumpkin, Pat. By when you come back, you know, it's I've never seen Toblerone. The UNICEF pennies. Uh, and uh, Toblerone. And, uh, and Toblerone. I don't think I've That's ever seen That's all I remember it. from my childhood are those two things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is kind of interesting because if you've been undecided about for whom to vote uh, all this time, uh, there's somebody in this race who's finally cleared it up for us all, I think. And, and this is the definitive point right yeah. here from, from uh, Bobby Knight. Uh, an unexpected source. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect the definitive point to come from former Indiana basketball coach, Texas Tech basketball coach, Bobby Knight, but it has. I mean, I, I can't argue with he this. Nails it here. Uh, Listen he, to this. Quote, we need a Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and I only know one. And that's the one son of a bitch that's named Donald Trump. That, wow. I mean, I hadn't thought of it that way. Right, because I mean. So you need a person named Donald Trump. Right. Now, it doesn't have to be specifically this one, but it's just the only one he knows of. I don't know of uh, another one, do you? I don't. Well, Donald Trump Jr., yeah, but that's Junior. Right, okay. That's Junior. Mm-hmm. Now, if the name is important, could you say, we need a man like a Gibby Dinkerwad? Mm-hmm. And I only know one Gibby Dinkerwad. And that son of a bitch is <laughs> Gibby Dinkerwad. <laughs> that is exactly what he said. Is that a, reason a legitimate to, point? Is that a reason to vote for somebody? <laughs> Give me one policy. Give me one reason I mean, other than his name. I mean, to be honest, though, that's the most honest Trump yeah. uh, reason for why. It's just him, and I like him, and he's him. He's God it. to me. That's all it um, is. That's essentially the answer. All um, it is. Think how, again, this is obviously pre-Comey uh, um, new investigation, but think of how badly this at least was going up until this weekend. Um, the single biggest demographic change from the past is the migration of uh, college uh, degree whites away from the GOP. This has never happened before. Here's the past several se- uh, cycles. 1992, GOP won the white um, college degree vote by one point. 1996, GOP plus four. 2000, GOP plus nine. 2004, GOP plus 11. 2008, GOP plus four. 
Now, that's the, that's the, you know, the Obama first election. The GOP mm-hmm. still won it by four. 2012, GOP by 14. 2016, Donald Trump. How do you, how do you win white men by 14 and lose the election? Uh, college educated. College, uh, okay. College educated white men by 14 points. And I believe that's women. So a lot as well. of dummies it's, it's, uh, uh, voted for Barack Obama, is what we're saying there. Right. The, and the, but right. these are a lot of dummies. What they have college degrees, they can't be dummies. Right. Unless they went to that's a conservative right. school. Then they're idiots. Then, like if they went yeah. to Liberty University, then they're really dumb. Okay. But if they went to a, a, a smart, um, uh, you know, uh, liberal college, then they're fine. But again, plus one, plus four, plus nine, plus 11, <clears throat> plus four, and in 2012, GOP plus 14. 2016, Democrats by 15. I mean, that is incredible. What an unbelievable turnaround. That's incredible. I mean, Jeez. since 1992, wow. they haven't lost it. In, and obviously in 88, 84, and, uh, and probably 80, those are all big wins for Republicans. Uh, surely they won it those years. I mean, uh, that's mm-hmm. cr- pretty incredible. I mean, they're, now, we don't know if it's going to hold that that's way. That's a 29-point turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't need, to, you didn't need to be years, a GOP uh, 29 yeah, points. white-educated male to, to realize that, Pat. Uh, 29 points in four years. I mean, that's how bad wow. this is. So... Now, Trump is making up some of that ground with, uh, uh, as he says, I love the low educated people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I know only, of only one son of a bitch who loves <laughs> low educated people, and that person is Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's doing a little bit better in some areas uh, there. And he's, but he's doing worse with minorities and worse with college educated whites. Mm-hmm. So he has like this one little sliver that he needs to get 6,000% of the vote in to win the election. But who knows? With Hillary Clinton, he may very well do that. I don't know. Uh, but it's, in, I, I mean, that's, a, that's not a good stat. No, it's, it uh, doesn't seem to be. Hmm. Really doesn't <laughs> seem to be. Um, all right. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is, uh, he's become a science journalist now. And, uh, oh, no doubt about it. It's very exciting. He's got a documentary out with the National Geographic. Interviewing researchers, innovators, innovators and uh, people living in parts of the world where, you know, the severe impacts of climate change are already being felt. Oh, man. So here's a quick peek at uh, the new National Geographic Leonardo DiCaprio climate change documentary. Please welcome the newly appointed United Nations Messenger of Peace, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio. Thank you, Mr. Secretary General. I feel incredibly honored that they chose me to be the United Nations Messenger of Peace on Climate Change. I want to do everything I can to learn more about this issue and see for myself exactly what's going on and what can be done. But it all kind of seems beyond our control. Well, yeah, it is the climate. I play fictitious characters, often solving fictitious problems. Mm -hmm. I believe that mankind has looked at climate change in that sense. I know. We keep getting inundated with catastrophic news about the environment every single day, and the problem seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. No, it actually doesn't. Try to have a conversation with anyone about climate change, Mm -hmm. people just tune out. Like you, if the when I try to tell you some facts, maybe it's because it's just the way you got your How hair in a bun. I am about that feature. part of the problem. Yeah, he looks to me to be honest. I may have picked the wrong guy. 
Uh, yeah, I think they definitely did, since you're a buffoon. Um, you know, they might have picked somebody who's, I don't know, not a buffoon. Uh, just an idea, but I, you know, hmm. there's another buffoon you wouldn't want to pick Ugh. for the mo- the movie, the documentary. Yeah, you know? that's gross. Look at that. Yeah. You wouldn't want that buffoon. You wouldn't want the little bun boy buffoon. Uh, it's a cute little bun on the back of his head. Yeah, that, that is adorable. Um, so you are a methane donor, Jeffy? <laughs> <laughs> One of the largest in America in many uh, ways. Uh, I guess is that what it said behind me? So yes. I mean, I don't like to brag about it. Yeah, okay. But, uh, you know, since they put it up there, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, something I have to do during the course of any given day to enhance other people's lives, I'm here for them. That's good. Thank you. Uh, apparently, uh, it has stunning images of climate catastrophes already underway. I- I'd like to know what those climate catastrophes They're are. All over. I, uh, what, uh, what is the climate catastrophe we're now experiencing? And where well, Jeffy's it? methane donation is one. I mean, there's Remember that, his, uh, his Academy Award it, speech? He was, when the making of his stupid bear movie, they had to travel to all points to the end of Earth to find a place that there was snow and ice to make our movie. Shut up, Leo. When, when was this? Uh, At was the Academy it in, Awards. In speech. July? Did, did they have to <laughs> travel to the ends of the world in July to find snow? Yeah, that could be a problem, you know, but, uh, I mean, it's so stupid. It's just so stupid. And there always have been winters, by the way, where there's been less snowfall. And there will be more. However, conversely, there will also be winters where there will be more snowfall. Huh. Or about the same snowfall. Then you'll think, wow, we're right back into snowfall. Then pretty soon there'll be one that there's not very much. And then there'll be a couple in a row. And then there'll be several in a row where there's a lot. Yeah. That's just kind of how it happens. Yeah, I was just uh, reading this uh, piece about um, a, a, a real piece. Uh, this uh, a climate report that came out in the mid-2000s that was supposed to, sh- to show everyone how screwed we were. And basically made all these... Uh, um, you know, these ideas, like the way they had to make assumptions on what the future would hold. And they came up with all these different scenarios, as they always do. And they always give you kind of like that worst case scenario where, where you know, uh, climate goes out of control and we have all these new emissions. And, and you know, Jeffy's me- methane donation goes up to the roof and mm-hmm. all these terrible things that could happen. Um, and it's funny because if you look at the assumptions they made, they have to assume that we as a society had become so wealthy and so incredibly blessed as a society that the poorest among us were living like the richest among us are now. Which, obviously, you should look at that world in a really positive light, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're saying people in Africa who are living in a dollar a day are now living like wealthy Americans, right? What an incredible world that would be. And in that world, with that much money, we obviously would have the resources to be able to adapt to increased climate change if it were to occur, mm-hmm. um, instead of guessing at it 100 years ahead of time, when we have no idea what the effects actually will be. Or even if we think we do, we could get it wrong and spend millions and millions or trillions of dollars um, towards something that Stu, doesn't there, exist. there is stunning climate catastrophe already underway. I mean, what's their... Cha- we can't wait any longer. I mean, that is the that is their message. Yeah. We cannot wait for 100 years to find out what else is going to happen because climate catastrophe is happening right now. And I, I just want to know where that's happening. Where? Well, every, I mean, if you blame every storm on climate change, you and can you find can't. some destruction. That's what they used to tell us all the time. You can't confuse a weather event with climate. And that's true because 
it, obviously there's going to be events. Obviously there's going to be hurricanes. Obviously there's going to be the occasional tornado. Obviously there will be a drought or a flood. It happens. They happen all the time. But is it out of the ordinary? And the answer to that is no. None of that. None of those things are out of the ordinary. In fact, the, it's the opposite for hurricanes. The hurricanes are abnormally low making landfall to the United States. We just had one recently, and it was supposed to be catastrophic, and we barely heard about it after it made landfall. I mean, I, I, was anybody hurt in the United States? I know people died in, was it Cuba? Yes, Cuba, I, I like think over a hundred. We might have had some drownings here, but it was not what they expected. It wasn't as big a deal as they thought, and always it's a it's a big deal if somebody loses their life. Of course, yeah. But I mean, you're saying massive but, destruction levels, but there wasn't yeah. massive destruction uh, in this one. And that's the thing that we found over and over again. There, you know, um, before, when Hurricane Katrina hit, you know, it was a major event here. Not not you know, it was a major event because we lost almost three thousand people. I mean, yeah. it was a, a terrible, terrible thing. It would not have been that big of a deal per se. If the levees hadn't broken, well, we wouldn't even be talking yeah, about it today. Yeah, first of all, yes. Um, but my, I was going to say, it would not be that big of a deal, for example, in Ecuador um, or in Haiti. Yeah. Uh, or because 3,000 people dying in Haiti when a storm hits them, that happens like every other week there. Um, you know, I mean, when right. the real ones are 200,000 people dying, you see it, massive mm -hmm. problems because they don't have the, the very basics. And being wealthy is what's allowed that uh, to... It's what's prevented the 200,000. Right. We used to see back in the 70s, I remember, all the time, it, um, it became something that people were flippant about almost in Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. There were so many catastrophes yeah. there, one after another, with hundreds of thousands of people dying. Uh, and it seems like... When was the last time you heard about 200,000 people in Bangladesh dying from anything? It's been a while. Because technology and and uh, capitalism has helped those areas, and they've been there have been concerts and, and money has poured yeah. in, mm -hmm. and I mean all over the world that's taking place. It's not it's not obviously solving everything, and it no. never will, but it's certainly mitigated part of the problem. And, and it's getting better. I mean, over time it will get better if we continue to allow them access to the things that made us yeah. uh, civilization. Uh, you know, like yeah. cheap energy, for example. I mean, number one, cheap energy. Uh, certainly, number two, capitalism. Um, those two things working together, um, and you know, and a big part of this, by the way, if you happen to care about, uh, you know, innocent Africans dying, a big part of this is free trade too. It's a big part of why uh, many of the areas that have risen up from nothing to at least acceptable living standards have been able to do that uh, because of the thing that now both parties are suddenly against. Um, so, I mean, that's another big part of this. But I mean, free exchange of information, it, you know, over the internet and things like that is is a is a big part of this as well, and it's it's a yeah. real positive towards that. I mean, we can solve these things, I think, a lot faster now than we ever could before. More patents too. Coming up in a minute. found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore you don't know how long it took to write and produce that jingle <laughs> you, you don't know you how do long. not hear you professional even, jingles like that you, often you can't even imagine 
the work, the hours, the creativity that went into that. It was just, I mean, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Jeffy, go ahead. So on Thursday, we told you about uh, the new news about uh, Vine, uh, Twitter shutting down Vine. Yeah. And uh, surprised why uh, they were shutting it down. Mm -hmm. We're still not quite sure why they're shutting it down. However, a company, uh, Pornhub, has offered to purchase it, which... uh, yeah, six, sec- six seconds is more than enough. What would por- <laughs> is that what they said? What the- I mean, because seriously, what would Pornhub want to do with a six-second website? I don't know. That's really assume. bizarre. Oh, you could no, you six seconds. Come on, man. That's plenty. Oh, plenty man. of time. Yes. Okay. Plus, you just that's what she said. Or I don't know how that works. Maybe <laughs> you know, I, I you said it, it correctly. Yeah, that, no, that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> she did pretty well. We're not knowing the joke. Uh, all right. And so. Facebook is uh, after Snapchat. <laughs> Uh, 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 Facebook right. on Friday, they announced a new <laughs> camera interface, which they're uh, making available in Ireland already, and it hasn't rolled out to the world yet. But it's uh, for their quick disappear after 24 hours, goofy selfies, everything that Snapchat does. The new so, Facebook camera will. So not buying no, Snapchat, just, just gonna, copying. They're just going to make Snapchat go away. Like they did with, essentially, Periscope and, uh, yeah, Meerkat, and Meerkat, right? Yeah, with I mean. the Facebook Live. Yeah. Wow. And I have some uh, some NFL news. We talked a little NFL earlier, the but NFL I have some NFL news. NFL news. Uh, at one point in the NFL news, uh, they uh, we talked uh, before about uh, what's hurting the ratings mm-hmm. of the NFL. And yep. uh, I know that... Uh, they know, said more than anything, it's the protest, right? Uh, yeah, the fresh poll from Seton Hall, they surveyed 841 adults uh, across the U.S., yep. and they were asked to identify seven separate factors as a reason why the NFL ratings drop. Right. And uh, the leading factor, 56%, was the national anthem. Good. So wait, th- these are people who are not watching anymore, or just people saying what they think is the reason for the drop? Yeah, these are people who, uh, let's see, the 840 across the U.S., each respondent was asked to identify seven separate factors as a reason the NFL ratings drop, allowing them to answer this yes must or be no. opinion. So, yeah, it's, it's opinion. So is their opinion as to why it's happening? Yes. Or is it be their... Why, why okay. they're not, I believe. Why they're not watching? Those are two different things. Yeah. Uh, which is it, Jeff? <laughs> All I want to do is get the... I'm, I, just, I just told you. No, we, no you said both. Mm-hmm. You said yes when I said, uh, is it their opinion about what's going on, or is it that they themselves have changed? Well, it would be changed. both, said, wouldn't it? No, not no, necessarily. Not necessarily. Like, no. for example, I could say, you know what? I, watch, I love the NFL. In fact, I watch it more than ever. But I bet a lot of people are turning it off because they don't like the protests. Or you could say, here's a reason I'm not watching. Here's one of seven reasons I don't like the protest thing. So I'm not watching as much. Both would be an opinion, though. No. <laughs> one is now, the also, reason you're not watching. Douche. Come on. Gosh, I don't like him. Uh, why, do, <laughs> why do we have this segment? I don't know. Why do we even have him on the show? I, I wanted to get to the Cam Newton thing. To the Cam What's Newton the Cam Newton, Newton thing? Uh, he's going to have a meeting with Goodell because he doesn't feel safe on the field. Yeah, that was a weird press conference It is yesterday. unbelievable. Did you see it? I didn't know. I was um, like, I don't feel safe anymore, and I can't I can't not talk about it. I thought he was talking about his offensive line. Yeah, no, he's talking about he's the referees not calling by these uh, guys on him. Yeah, One of the early okay. games, and it was a thing this earlier this year, and it was legitimate. He yes. got hit in the head about six times in a game. Yeah, no flag. No yeah. flags. And he says he doesn't feel safe anymore because they're not flagging anybody. Now, of course, every player pre-2007 is like, what the hell? This was yeah. the situation we had to play in every single day. Right. 
Uh, now, all of a sudden, we baby these guys so much, they have to have press conferences about not feeling safe. Still, I don't want these guys getting hit in the head all the time. There's no, no reason for it. There's I no mean, reason uh, for but, it. Uh, no, no, it's, but what's, it's not. I mean, and they shouldn't be flags. But, I mean, outside of that, what are they going to do? Like, I mean, they can flag them for 15 yeah. well, yards, believes, they're not doing. Right, but still, that without, like, that doesn't make them any more safe. No, but right? without like, throwing just, a flag, without throwing a flag yes, once in a while, that's, that's, that's the open season. Yeah. Right. It is the deterrent, but he still got hit in the head. And, you know, they are calling it around the league. They're just not calling it with him for some reason. And yeah. I think the real reason for that is he's a running he's a, quarterback. He's a big guy and a running quarterback. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're calling it, you know, against, uh, you know, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's getting calls. Uh, he's just not as yeah. big, mm-hmm. you know, but he's a running quarterback. I mean, it's just I think that Cam Newton is just so tough and huge that he just overpowers so many guys that he doesn't. Well, and his argument Shaquille O'Neal used would... to make the same uh, argument about basketball, uh, you know, because he was so big. Like, people mm-hmm. would be hanging all over him, but because he was so strong. It didn't look the same way, so he wouldn't get the calls. Right. And his deal is is that he's talking about uh, in the pocket, right? Because when right. he's when he breaks to right. run, he's supposed to get hit. it's open season, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, I don't know, you're right. You know, every quarterback from, uh, uh, <laughs> every quarterback you can think of pre. Oh, my God. On the frozen Yes, I mean, Bronco came out with one field. leg. Yeah. <laughs> Bart Starr was removed. <laughs> From his torso, <laughs> his head was severed from the rest of his torso, and he came out for the second half he headless. He headless. He headless. The headless rolled. quarterback. Yeah. This is the tale of the headless Carrying, quarterback. Carrying the pig skin between two teeth. <laughs> That's the way he did it. It's funny because when they show, uh, you know, I was at the uh, you know the horrible joke of a game between the Cowboys. And Eagles yesterday, and they showed a couple of tributes to former players, and a couple of times they were doing like you know secondary guy like a safety or something. Um, and it's funny because when they show highlights of the old days, they show all the plays they've banned. Right. It's so mm-hmm. funny. They mm-hmm. like they still glorify all mm-hmm. the plays that they say essentially caused all these concussions. And That's right, a great point. They, the ridiculous hits right after the ball being caught, Very true. hits in the head. You know, head first into other people, spearing them. Like all the things they've banned are the things they praise from the old days. Definitely. Which is yeah. weird. I mean, you think weird. they would just, but I mean, I guess that's, it is you know, weird. that's the way the game was played. All right, we got to get to a Spoons episode oh, coming up here in a sec. Uh, more patents too coming up. For Christ, please, uh, that Jeffy did not eat all the Toblerone, which apparently does exist. Um, mm-hmm. It's Spoon's time. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, by the way. Jeffy, what are you going out Happy at? Happy Halloween. You going out as a... Uh, uh, no, I will. I, I do have... I came up with a tremendous idea to save everybody some money mm-hmm. huh? and to get more uh, candy for your kids. Yes. What, what is it? Right. This is the way to save you some money on, on mm-hmm. Halloween. All right. all right. Put the sign on your front door. Yeah. Out trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. All right. Take... Take from the bowl. Set the empty bowl out front. Close the door. Shut the lights off. You're done. 
<laughs> People come up, they go, oh, they're out trick-or-treating, and they look at the bowl, it's empty, they're mad at everybody for taking all the candy, and they walk away. Wow, they have to give them that's brilliant. <laughs> it's it's a good thing to not reveal it's on genius. national television. Yeah. Here is uh, Toblerone. Wait, Here's the what? weird shape of it. Uh, I don't know if you can see that. Uh, Toblerone is apparently built like a pyramid, but yeah. it's chocolate on the outside, and then supposedly there's a... Almond nougat? Almond nougat? Hmm. I, I don't like almonds, so... Is it... Mm-hmm. Um, it's like every other little chocolate, chocolate. candy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but... Do you want to try it? It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, I'll try some Toblerone. Nothing wrong with the Toblerone. It seems to me I've had this once before or something. I, I it's like my grandmother or something. Yeah, I mean, nobody about, eats it, but I... I don't really know why. I think the only reason I know, yeah, it's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong. It's, it's just okay. a normal chocolate. I yeah. mean, well, this is um, that's the, Toblerone uh, with Toblerone almond. crunchy salted almond. Um, this is uh, has caramelized uh, onion and honey and almond nougat. I guess an alternate flavor type of thing. Um, no, this one isn't bad. The if I'm going to eat something with nougat, though, I'm going Three Musketeers every time. Well, here's right? when I hear nougat, though, that's what I think of. I think of yeah. like a big chunk of chewy that like. Except mm-hmm. in the middle of a, uh, of a yeah, that's you know, fluffy, not stuffy, right? Like a three months. This is though, it's just like feels like little pieces of of somewhat chewy almond. Yeah, but like very yeah. small, like little slivers of, of it in there. A little. It's um, so it's so uh, like pureed that you almost can't tell it's almond. Right. Is that is there actual almond in that? Mm-hmm. This one's more nutty. Let's say this is the crunchy okay. salted almond. It's like a. Would you serve this slop, though, for Halloween? I, I think you'd get no left way. out of the neighborhood with this. Toblerone? What the hell are you trying to pawn off on me? You get your house toilet papered for this. That's what happens. Okay? I mean, it's not bad. I don't think it's there's wrong. anything wrong with it. No, it's, there's nothing. It's not terrible. No. I mean, this, just, this one is, if you like the sea salt, chocolate, you know, chocolate with sea salt, Yeah. Uh, which I do, I this do one's too. pretty good. I like uh, salted caramel, you know. Mm-hmm. Salted anything right now is good. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's very vogue. First of all, no state. This is not the favorite of any state. That's no, this is no. not the favorite of any state. I'm sorry. <laughs> it can't be. Even the map lied to us. It, can't, it did. did this is, I actually say this, this salted one. Pretty, pretty Happy heavy. Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye.